Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everybody, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge at Roosters on Olentangy River Road, Columbus, Ohio, the greatest city in the world. It is Letterman Live. And we've got a lot of football to discuss because we have a very special guest in for the first time ever, Thayer Munford. Hey, all right. The second ever Blocko, <laughs> a participant in Ohio State's Pro Day. He stole the show. Nobody even talked about the quarterbacks last Wednesday after Thayer ran the 40, did his position drills. This is just Justin's Wick, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham, and I'm Austin Ward. But Thayer, I know that the last couple months have been... Uh, you know, wild, fun. Yeah. I don't know if fun's the word. You didn't sound like you were having fun in uh, Indy after the <laughs> medical examination. Man, but after all that stuff in Indy, I was like, all right, I'm very tired right now. But <laughs> um, everything was good. Um, I loved Indy. Got to meet with all the coaches, of course. Uh, you know, even though I did not like the medical part on Wednesdays, of course. But it was all good. That was all for a good cause for me in the near future. What did What did you think? Uh, did you get done what you wanted to accomplish on Wednesday? Uh, for sure, yeah. Um, I for sure got done doing my two twenty five tests. Uh, I kind of hit my number because since I got longer arms, I didn't know how many I was about to get. I know it's about getting like the low twenty range, but with my long, <laughs> long arms, mm-hmm. of course, it was just it was good. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Bobby, what did you think about his bench performance in those? I, I what was the final I, number? I can care. Uh, Twenty two. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. As long as you didn't do like how many did you do, Bob? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Low twenties. I mean, I I my, had a pec strain. Yeah, so like, as long as you get, like, as long as you get twenty, it's all I care about. Like, I did like twenty one and then racked it, and the guys like, I forget it was at Ohio State, and like, were they? I mean, does it matter? Really helping? Have you seen that one <laughs> where <laughs> they've been like helping? Uh, uh, up north was doing it right. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson seemed to be getting some assistance. <laughs> it's insane on the bench. It's but fire. well, I mean, but your your tackle mate or offensive line mate, I guess, uh, you know, Mister Petit Ferrer. You know, said he enjoyed the interviews of the combine and enjoyed like that. Did you enjoy that process of going through and interviewing and meeting with those teams? Because I can't imagine that it was all that, like, at least from my experience, it's not terrible, but it's not the most pleasant thing in the world. You know, um, I kind of like enjoyed it for a little bit, but everybody always keep asking me like the repetitive mm-hmm. question yeah why are you hurt all the time yeah what's wrong with you yeah was, was wrong? You tough enough yeah, yeah literally. you got a back problem you can be able to play for us exactly and so i was like all right I, so it's like yeah. meeting after meeting hearing the same stuff it's like all right yeah <laughs> and you know you gotta be professional about it of course mm-hmm. but also the same time you gotta keep your own personal emotions down too like we can just stand here and let us insult you, please. Yeah. yeah. Fifteen minutes. What was the weird? Well, what was the weird? You didn't question? smack don't, anybody, don't did say, you? No. Don't no, say okay. the team. Oh wow. <laughs> don't say what team Easy asked you. But what was the weirdest question that anyone like tried to? Oh, do? I was gonna. Yeah. What was the weirdest question? Um, unless you want to say who did it. Would you kill a cat or a dog? Mm. Would you kill a cat or a dog? Yeah. Like like you had you to had choose, to choose. One or no, you had to choose which you one. Had to choose. I had to choose. That's clearly. Usually like, they ask, are you a cat or dog person? I think the kill element on that. The kill element. I mean, that's taken it to another level. The game level. has changed, Bob. <laughs> yeah. It really has. We're in 2022 now. I don't want to know your answer. Yeah, I know. It a cat, it's got to be a cat. Cat's uh, the only answer. Could answer. you choose answer. neither? Yeah, that's. I no. said neither, but it's like no. I want your answer. I want cat or dog. Which one you want to kill? That's like, got to be the. That's got to be your guy in Detroit, Bob. 
Dan, I don't he's know. fighting kneecaps and he's killing pets. Dan, but Dan, Dan's a former player. Anything like, to win a game. Nah, yeah, but Dan, former players don't usually. They're smiling. I think, it's, I think it's Detroit. Yeah. And Jonah told him that that's he was going to get that. Jonah, question. <laughs> yeah, it's, the former players don't ask that stuff. But did you? Uh, <laughs> so you, let me get you didn't perf- you didn't play in the Senior Bowl, did you? No, I did not. Um, of course, I didn't play in the Senior Bowl because I played five years here. Of course. Oh yeah. It's like, why do I need to keep doing all this stuff just for? So then Pretty with that, though, you probably had a lot of meetings then in the evenings, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I had, like, how many meetings I had the first night? It was, like, at least, what, 19 meetings and plus, like, 10 more after that. Yeah, it's and a lot. It was a lot. You you know, you're just mentally exhausted um, from the plane ride, of course. Then the next day is medical stuff. Then you have more meetings. Then after that day, you literally have to, uh, what was it, you – Take care of your body, eat, of course. Then you got to do measurements. and you gotta, oh, yeah. Make oh. sure that your hands are big enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, freaking 10. <laughs> yeah, some, I think those hands are paws down there. <laughs> no doubt so, about it. They still do the interviews in the hotel rooms, right, with the pool in the middle? No. They moved it out of there. They moved it out. So now, it's in, now it wasn't like the – called the train Col- station or whatever. Indiana's Colts, Colts – uh, you know, in the facility, well, in the facilities. Oh, really? Not, not facility. It was like it was in Indianapolis Colts, like stadium, of course. But it was yeah. like their team room. Everybody who's rich just see up. Oh, in the suites. Oh, all the suites up top. That's actually not bad. It's a little more walking. They used to do it in the pool. I don't. I have to find out when they changed this. And they used to do it there and down there, and it'd be like all the rooms on the first floor. That's where all the teams would have their meeting rooms. And there's a pool in the middle, and they come and they just like you walk out. There's someone literally there waiting to take you to the next room, yeah. the next meeting. Like there, let's go. And you're like, "What team are you? Where am I going?" And they just pull you. And this dude was walking out, talking, going from one meeting to the next. Way like, "All right, coach, I'll, I'll catch you in like the breakout room where you go meet with the position group coaches during the day." Yeah. Oh boy, just walked straight up into the water. It was remarkable. <laughs> Everybody just saw there's a pool in the middle, and he's like walking, 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 and whoosh right in the drink. It was, he had to go to his next meeting sitting there soaking wet. It was awesome. Well, you got to find a way to spice up that yeah, event. No, no doubt about combine it. season and the pro day. I'm sure Thayer's not. I mean, I'm sure he wants to just continue. Just keep going all the way to late April. Just keep meeting with teams and keep getting that back. Pro no comment. At this point, no comment. At this no point, comment. now you want to meet with teams, right? I mean, oh yeah, there's a, month, now that it's, yeah. there's a month left to to the draft, and now it's about finding out who actually is interested beyond the yeah. initial conversation. Yeah, it, it's pretty interesting, um, especially this month for like people like me, Nick Haskell, everybody else that actually continue to actually play. Um, you know, it's pretty interesting to see like how where everybody's about to go in the next couple of weeks. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, like some people are going to out west for you know a couple of days just to meet with teams, and uh, some people just staying just to wait for just to wait for to hear a team. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you don't care where you get drafted, mm-hmm. but where would you like to visit now that it's like a recruiting process again? Like, give us your third, top oh, it's five. Not. <laughs> a job interview. <laughs> okay, uh, you get you get to go on a job interview. You get to pick five. Like, where do you want to go? To be honest, anywhere. All right, anywhere that's calling for you. Anybody that actually wants me, that actually knows I can play for them, I'll go for them. And anybody who picks me, what twenty eighth, twenty ninth, thirtieth, I don't care what round I go in. But also at the same time, I I rather just show the team like who I am. I don't really care. Because if the Raiders want to fly me out for an interview. Yeah. I'm going. Oh, to Vegas I guarantee. Right now. Yeah, you're not doing that anything though, because you know they got somebody watching you. <laughs> the Raiders have follow to him and see what he does in his time off. Here's, here's. I guarantee you, the Raiders 
they probably set guys. Now, maybe not a guy like Austin Ward or someone as responsible as Thayer, but like for some of the players. <laughs> Wait, are you saying I'm as responsible as Thayer? Because that's not. <laughs> close. But some of the guys who maybe have a reputation for getting out of pocket mm-hmm. a little bit more. Enjoying the I guarantee you they probably have oh. like stuff baited for them like oh, yeah. in the room. Yeah, well, you're going to walk <laughs> across this person and you're going to say this to them. And Let's see, see they what they do react. with two nights in Vegas. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's not surprising. You don't have any meetings for two days. Yeah. Enjoy. Don't, you know, just sit back yeah, and relax. Meetings Monday. Uh, we'll fly you in on Friday. Yeah. See you then. Yeah, see yeah. what happens. That wouldn't surprise me. <clears throat> um, what, I think you have to. Has there been anything? They like, definitely didn't do that to Damon. Or they might. Well, yeah. I don't know if they were fully in Vegas. Yeah, he may have been on his best behavior. There was a player, and this is no joke, a guy who uh, you would you would have missed him too, Jay-Z, but pretty good player here, ended up getting drafted lower than probably he should have. And he met, went and met um, with the Steelers and went with Mike Tomlin. And I, I knew I knew his agent pretty well, and they had coached him up. And he had he failed a drug test or two you know, in, in school. And but not like some bad dude, never had any off the field problems. But you know they're worried. You know, you failed drug tests, you missed games, whatever. And he told him, he's like, "Hey, this has happened. They coach you through the answers of how to answer these questions." And I'll never forget. I talked to his agent later that day, uh, that night, and like, you know, how did he do? How did all this stuff go? And he goes, "Man, you never guess." Like Mike Tomlin was so cool. He's like, he said he didn't even care that we smoked weed. <laughs> and he's like, he went through all this. He's like. Tell me you didn't admit. He's like, oh, yeah. He goes, listen, he said it was fine. <laughs> he's like, you got to be. He goes, what happened to everything in practice? He goes, it wasn't like that at all. He's like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. He's like, you do realize that like he just straight talked to you and walked you right where he wanted you yeah. to go. And you literally dove right on that, that fishing lure and got pulled into the boat. That's hilarious. You hate to see that. Uh, speaking of coaching, I was going to ask, like, where did you where did you train for, for pro day? Mm-hmm. Did they help you? Hey, you're going into these interviews uh, at the combine. You don't know, say that you're smoke weed. Get ready for this type of stuff. I mean, was there any kind of coaching that way, or yeah, you know, to prepare for for that big event in your life? So I went to uh, Frisco, Texas. Uh, trained with uh, Duke Meanwither. Um, he was very cool. He actually like helped us out with the interview part, interview process, how to go up there, be confident with your plays, of course. Um, and actually, so you're breaking down plays. Do you, do you send that in? Or so you you want to go over these, or do they just have stuff when you go in to meet with a team? They basically just asked me like, "What's your favorite play to yeah. run?" Oh, okay, and Fair gave them a play, and they was like, "All right." So what was the play? It was basically <laughs> our our mid zone, outside zone. Well, let's let's get come yeah, on. Let's hear it. Let's let's hear the call. Man, we, we <laughs> you thought you were done? Regurgitated. Regurgitated. <laughs> I, 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 I tra- <laughs> trapped him after last week. He's like, "I never have to say this again." Yeah, man. dang it, let him in. I told him it was going to be fun and casual, and now he's got to get up on the no, whiteboard. This is funny, casual. Bob's <laughs> actually going to wheel out a whiteboard. I'm curious. I want to hear the name of. It. I want to hear how it's rattled down, and hear his breakdown of it. Like this is good stuff. Yeah, I, I literally just told him about how the front five and what the running back paths are and stuff, and um, RPOs and how they run it, and it was just like very simple stuff. But other than that, they just want to see how how well do I know my plays, you know. And they taught me some of their own plays, of course. Um, it was kind of interesting to actually see because you got you got to remember like you can't just use your terms; you got to use their terms, and that was like the hard the hardest part for me. Anything. Oh, it's like taking a foreign language class, like converting yeah. what you call it into something. What Say it right back it. to me right now in this yeah. meeting that you're nervous. <laughs> that would be tough. Was there any team in particular that you felt like when you talked to was more interested in you or like you had a better relationship, whether it was, you know, O-line coach, head coach, whoever it may have been? Uh, Not really. It was everybody was the same. You know, they didn't really, you know, um, just say like, 
It, it was just weird all around. They just want to be very straightforward, see how you feel under pressure, of course. It's just um, how can you – like how well can you handle like adversity? Now people are going to go into these meetings and they're going to say, well, who do you got, Chris Rock or Will Smith? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, who do you got there? <laughs> I want you – you have to answer this, Berm. You're first in here. <clears throat> Break he says you're tuned in I after. Fresh Prince. <clears throat> fresh, he's got the Fresh Prince. I think I have to pick Chris Rock because I, I feel like he oh, proved wow. he could take at least he one took, good swing. Uh, you know, obviously slack. it's open fist, open hand, so it wasn't a, a full. Why do you think? Why shot. do you think the Fresh Prince went with the open hand? I think because if it's a closed fist, oh, he would it's knock a him much out. different yeah. type of assault mm-hmm. in that moment. Listen, Chris Rock's from. Well, like, is somebody gonna if arrest gonna, Will Smith? If I, you're gonna get, I think had no, they're a, going to give him an award. I Ten think, minutes later, I think had he <laughs> done that with a closed fist, then I think there would have been a much higher chance that, like a case could have been pending from Chris Rock afterwards. Uh, listen, you think you that know, Chris Rock is going something. to... All of a sudden, it's a different ballgame. You break an orbital yeah, You can't finish the show. You know, you're out. Okay, Will Smith has a billion dollars. Is he going to be opposed to paying for Chris Rock's medical bill I'm or a fine? Nobody, nobody wants Paying that. for a medical bill is one thing, but like, Chris Rock's from Brooklyn, dude. Like... I'm gonna take for you. You, you, you in Philadelphia, <laughs> born and raised. Uh, that's my point is, son, you, you insulted another dude's wife on the he, playground. No. Is where he spent most of he, his days. He walked up to you straight and square. Didn't grab like a pipe. Didn't shank you. Didn't hit you in the back of the head. Straight up walked in front of you and smacked you across the mouth. Like pick up a if you if you press charges <laughs> in that, you can't go back. You can't ever go back to people that you knew right. growing okay. up. So they'll call, they'll call you straight off. I don't think Chris Rock's going back to many people he grew up with. Say that. Where do you get? Get his, get his material from somewhere. <clears throat> man. Man, I guess. Point I, is, he's hosting the Oscars. You make jokes. He's not hosting. He was just, he was just presenting an award. He's a joke. He's a comedian. Hey, read, the, comedian. read the card. I, read the card. Joke I love band. Chris. I love Chris Rock. I don't, I don't like the precedent of people hitting a comedian for making a joke. Well, maybe you, should keep, maybe you should watch about how far you take that joke. But I also don't know that that joke was very funny. I also don't know that it was that. I mean, Will Smith seemed to laugh about it at first. And then he, he stopped. He got those eyes. Because he looked at his he wife. He looked at she, Jada and realized, okay, now I need to go do something. Well, he loves to watch Jada. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's it for me. <laughs> oh, that's I mean, Chris, why didn't Chris watch so hard on Sunday night? <laughs> <laughs> that was his reward. It was. Oh, um, now there's really like, what is this what show? I, like, <laughs> I walk into? Why wow. am I here? Uh, I hope the chicken talk. was good. Let's. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. You don't even want to continue after that? I don't know. I took it too far off the rails for Berm. I don't know where to go after that. That was good. I liked it. I think that. So I was being a Maslin Tiger. (laughs) Tell these people how amazing it is. You guys spent a combined like two years at Maslin. Combined, I was there for two and a half. I know. Okay. Where did you transfer from there? Cincinnati LaSalle High School. You went. He came came with Coach Moore, right? I mean, that's when it all Mm kind of happened. He got the job up there, and yeah. That's a big. That's a big swing from LaSalle up to Maslin. Yeah, a- with LaSalle, I couldn't like keep up with them academically wise because it was like more like a college prep school. And knowing myself, I I knew I could do it, but I kept going, kept going, kept trying. And you know, Nate Moore always like helped me out with my schooling, of course. Mm-hmm. But after he left, my schooling went down a lot, and they really never helped me out with like schooling. Uh, Trying to, like trying to understand like how I work, they always like all right, you gotta do this. And mm-hmm. with their Catholic religion, of course, it was hard for me to understand because I never grew up on Catholic religion. And with that, I was like, ah, it's hard. Too and much, like, yeah. Yeah, it was way too much. They always like they didn't, like directly came at me and said like, oh, you got freaking notice already. 
they just basically said, like, oh, you're not cut for this stuff. Then I was like, wow. <laughs> All right, then. Good thing y'all are Catholic school. Now I know public school now because it'll be some worse exchange. But <laughs> I, I didn't know any, any better day. <clears throat> yeah, you're a young guy just trying to find your way down here. But obviously, it changed your life in a, I mean, a really positive direction. You mm-hmm. move up to Maslin. You start getting the attention of Ohio State, like, late in your senior year basically early part of the senior year and then the last two months actually right the offer came very late and yeah you know uh, how does how did you wrap your mind around that as a 17 year old to be like i have to make this huge decision to go live with my football coach it was i was actually 16 at the time and Mm -hmm. it was hard for me it it was hard for me but i also told my mom like look if you want me if i want to go to college and if we want to go somewhere that i really want to go we got to make the sacrifices so I can actually go to college and go to Ohio State so I can actually come to games instead of just sitting at the house just listening on our radio or something like that or just watching on TV. Um, we got to make a sacrifice a lot. If you don't make a sacrifice, I'm not going to go where I'm about to go. Just like, you know, everybody here, y'all made sacrifices just to do stuff that y'all love to do, you know, yeah. Yeah. and just being here just, you know, it's a blessing because y'all work so hard just to do this. And, Bobby, y'all, you work so hard to be where you at right now, of course, it's just – you know, you gotta make sacrifices somehow. So your your freshman year at Ohio State was seventeen. Seventeen, yeah. That was after. Ed. So you had Stud the whole uh, time. Yeah, Stud, Stud, Stud the was time. the guy who came in and basically fought for him to okay. get an offer. Mm-hmm. Literally, uh, you know, and I he he's taken a lot of heat over the years as a recruiter, but I don't want to put you on the spot. But what did that mean to you? Like this guy was there. From the start to the end, I mean, with you the whole time, I mean, obviously, almost to the day, you know, your yeah. season ends and, and he's moving on. I mean, was, you know, you was know, that relationship different for you guys and other people? Oh, yeah, it was like 100% different. Um, he was basically like the actual first father figure that I ever had, you know. Uh, I had a dad, a biological dad, of course, but he never was never around. He always stole from my mom. He always stole from my parents, of course. Um, but I never had I, – I had Nate Moore, but – Coach Stell was a different person outside of football and with football, of course. Coach Stell always, like, got on my butt so hard throughout practice. It was like, bro, like, I'm tired of your, of your shit, man. I, I, I'm tired of it. So, me and him had our falling out for – it was like a falling out. It was like a, you know, a father-son. Yeah, back and forth. Like, you're not going to talk forth. for a couple of days, and then all of a sudden you're good and, again, yeah? Yeah, it was, it was like that. But um, especially last year, he's – I started to understand how he was as a man and – as she started being like an immature kid, of course, just as she started listening to what he's actually saying without, without him yelling at me so much, he, I actually sat there and listened to what he's actually saying. like Without taking it personal. Yeah, without taking it personal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's going to be like that for here on out for me. You know, they can yell at me all they want, but also since I, I got to keep my composure down. And all that, too, they're going back to that sacrifice, making the move, coming back to Ohio State was to – you know, obviously the NFL stuff is here, but you wanted to get your degree first and foremost. You know uh, how much I, I respect all of your journey and the accomplishments you made. And you got you came in here afterwards, sat in this very row and yeah. celebrated with your family. Like you, you accomplished everything that you wanted, and I know it wasn't easy. It was not easy at all, <laughs> uh, especially just dealing with you know everybody. Well, most of everybody knows I had a you know back surgery L four or five disc my first year, my first full season. And I played through it for like five games uh, in 2018, and it was just, it was hard. You know, I was taking so much slack of like, oh, there can't move laterally. He's not strong enough. But in reality, I was hurting so bad. I was like, I can't really move that much at all. And you know, I proved everybody wrong. You know, 
the next following year, of course. But you know, everybody still had that had those doubts, of course, because I had back surgery, and everybody saw what I can do, like last year in 2020, of course. And I kind of shut everybody up, of course. But everybody just wanted to keep harping. <laughs> a good on feeling, life. right? Yeah, it was a good. It's a it's a great feeling. If, but if you haven't noticed, there is a little bit like you, Bob or Schlegs, where there aren't any punches pulled yeah. in the press conference setting, and during the back issue, he was, you know, not real happy about the evaluations yeah. of his play. That was one of my favorites. Coming out, say, well, you know that I haven't lifted a weight in nine months. <laughs> like, my back doesn't work. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah. And there was a lot of colorful language. And I really, that's when I knew for sure that there was one of my favorites. Sort of like Damon. But, you know, if you're going to come tell the truth and, like, mm-hmm. be a man about it, then you're always okay in my book. And Thayer did that, just like you do. I mean, Jay-Z sometimes. What, sometimes. Was, uh, <laughs> what was that like there, coming, battling back from an injury, going mm-hmm. through the surgery, rehabbing that at Ohio mm-hmm. State? I mean, you, having surgery in college is different than at home. Like, your mom's not here to take care of you. There's yeah. no one else. I mean, you got to take care of yourself and mm-hmm. still get over the facility. You know, yeah. you work with Stu? Stu here then? Oh, yeah, Stu still, still, still here. Um, so I had my surgery during the love of 2019. And I didn't lift a single weight for two and a half months. Like I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't. I just, all I did was sit there, ate salads, basically the whole <laughs> freaking two months. I was miserable, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, they rehabbed me. They made sure like everything was all right. The scar was good. Um, made sure the my limited mobility was good. Um, and after those two and a half months, I started like easily like going to like weightlifting, weight training. Um, it it sucked, of course, because it was just like you really can't move. You, you can't lift up one thirty five as like as light as it should be. And <laughs> what you're used to it being, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and just sitting there, just like really just looking at like how everybody was. I just had to start like building up my my confidence on my back of just walking, you know, a little a light jog just a little bit. I mean, after practice, sometimes during spring, I usually just go in the pool, just run, you know. Just to have like some type of conditioning, not just sitting there, just like all right, woes me. Let me just sit back and just not do anything. Well, getting back into it, how, how did that affect your weightlifting? Because I know I, I had the same surgery, L four, L five, shaved disc. I was never able to really squat heavily or do that sort of thing. So I mean, did you have to kind of find ways to get that strength back in your legs after oh, yeah. that? You know, that long yeah you know, so, time off. Yeah, so Coach Mick had an order like this little belt, like this new belt squat machine, of course. And me and him was been talking about it all the time. Like once a back, it's always a back. Like nothing ever changes, of course. And him understanding like how it was with my back, and him taking the time out of his day to actually find something so I can actually take you know squat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I you know I have like a whole different appreciation for him. You know, just making sure I still have you know some type of leg strength, but you know it's something. Okay, because you need that, some, right? Yeah. Sounds better than none. Yeah. We're going to let there stop talking about himself as we get to the halfway point in the show. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some current Buckeyes. He's going to dig in. We got – there. Is that your go-to, the grilled chicken? Or we'll, if you weren't trying I'm to get ready training, for – Still training mode. Like, what would, you be getting at, what would you be getting at Roosters for a normal celebration? You know what? Uh, I'd probably get like a 12-piece. 12, 12 okay. For sure with uh, Carolina, Gar- Carolina, Carolina Gold. Carolina Gold. Oh, yeah. There you go. But, 
Right now, I can't have that right now. Not quite as aggressive (laughs) as as Berm over here. Not everyone can go that far. Do you want to talk about... I think the tears finally caught up. Oh, yeah. What what, what do we have here? Well, I believe since we have three trays of them, they are the featured appetizer. That is correct. So we have cheesy bacon fries. Cheesy bacon fries. $2 on Tuesday. The featured appetizer, appetizer Tuesday, two bucks all day Mm, long. Can't beat it. Participating roosters. And listen, I think we're done with the shortages. They've got... Oh, we're back. Potatoes are back. (laughs) For now. (laughs) <laughs> they're ready to go. They're curly. They're delicious. It's a little bit of potato and pig with a little mm. bit of the cow in there with some milk and yeah. cheese. Get so a side of ranch. Like a whole, they, it's delicious. Like a whole barnhouse party. The barnyard The barnyard buster right there. <laughs> Turning it all loose. So Appetizer Tuesday. Come and get that or a 12-piece Carolina Gold, whatever you need on Tuesday. We're going to take a quick break at Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. This is Letterman Live. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint, but the truth is it is so much more. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front row seat to the big game. It's a place where you will always find a friendly face and the home of wings so big you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. So yeah, we're a lot of things to a lot of people. Roosters, a fun, casual joint. Precision engineering. Rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. Welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. This is Roosters. This is a fun, casual conversation about the Ohio State Buckeyes, who are now somehow a third of the way through spring camp. It feels like it just started. Comes at you fast. And now it's already uh, nearly over. And they're going to get at it uh, three times this week, Tuesday, Thursday, and then student appreciation practice on Saturday. Oh, know, is that what that is? I know Thayer must have missed that student appreciation day the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Just Get a two thousand people in there watching you guys practice on a Saturday morning. Oh, it's, it's nice, but also sometimes like, dang, I, if I mess something, when we start talking about my, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it didn't help when I when it gets chasing Nick or like, all practice. Like, oh. Hey, I'm I'm, <laughs> yeah. to, I'm told that iron sharpens iron. That's what, oh, it for sure does, but <laughs> still hurts. Everybody makes you look silly in front of the students every now and then too. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> iron sharpens iron, but it still hurts to get hit. So uh, well, let me ask you this: when and not to go back since <clears> you brought them up, but. You know, when you're meeting with NFL coaches and they ask you, you know, and I'm sure the question, like, do you feel like you're NFL ready? Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel like you can do this? How many times did you utilize those guys as an example? Oh, definitely all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you see Nick, you know, you see what he does, and you see I did, because I watched a rerun of practice back in 2016 against Isaiah Prince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He gave me the same way, basically. Yeah. But, you know, going against him and going against Chase, of course, <clears throat> Nick was more like, Hand eye coordinated. Oh yeah. And Chase was just a speed demon who actually loved loved to finesse. And going against them all the time, it was like wow, like during games it's a lot easier than going against, you know, them. <laughs> Believe you know, it's like every time like we had pass, I like, all right, I gotta have my headphones on. Just to have just to make sure I got my mind right, but going against them was it's pretty nice. It's kind of interesting where and Berm has brought this point up. We're we're going to talk so much about the defense all spring and all summer and all the way through training camp, and everyone just assumes that the offense is going to be fine with good reason, and that includes now with with you gone and Nick both gone and your old position coach. It's like, oh well, 
Justin Fry is really good, and <clears throat> Dewan's back, and Paris is going to left tackle, and Donovan Jackson's a five-star. Well, the offensive line's just going to be fine. Like, we don't even spend any time really worrying about it. Yeah, but also at the same time, like, they have seen me and Nick. They what, Especially young guys, like, they saw how I, like, went through adversity and seeing how I went through stuff. And they seen how when, when Nick went through stuff, too, it was like, all right, if we complain about this now, like, we're not about to be where we want to be in the next couple of years. Yeah. So they basically said, like, all right, let me stop talking and actually start listening. Did you, were you ever envious of Nick, the fact that um, he – has a hard time maintaining weight, so he just gets to eat his face <laughs> off all the time. Where most offensive linemen, like the other side, where we're over here, you know, cutting up the grilled chicken fingers, even though we really want to eat this. Basket. I really do, but <laughs> I, it's, it's hard. But um, with Nick, it was just weird how he came in. What two ninety two eighty five? Oh, all the time. maybe yeah, sixty five probably. There was a time yeah, in camp. I think was. he was in his seventies. Yeah, it was in seventies sometimes. And I just look at him like, are you really about to make it? But <laughs> you know, he kept going, he kept going. Um, Nick was just oh, he's just a weird guy. <laughs> he's, he's just a just weird. Just, he's Nick. a weird guy, but in a, in a good way. Though. We all? <laughs> a weird guy in a good way. Nick um, was the number one rated tackle in the country coming out of high school in twenty eighteen. Paris was the number one rated tackle coming out of the, in twenty twenty. Can you just speak to the difference between those two as freshmen and like how people on the outside look at it and say, oh, number one tackle, he should do this, right? Mm. But they were at totally different points points of their development I, and, and physically. I personally think like the number one tackle on like it's this whole stereotype with the rankings. I'm sorry. Um, those guys are idiots. Say it. <laughs> Certainly. There's no doubt that it, it, it's it's hit or miss. In just a lot chasing of around young dudes. That's but, all they're trying to do. I'm just saying, I, I think it's important that people understand you were a three-star, and some of that was because of the, the transfer and the, the concerns about academics and that kind of stuff. But when you look at Nick and, and Paris, who are both five-star prospects, yeah. both number one ranked player in the country at their position, they were at such different spots in their personal development when they got to college that it, it's hard to – objectively look at it and say oh, th- you can compare these two guys because they weren't even close to the same yeah um so with nick he came in light of course but he was also strong it was like re- it was oh, like yeah. very weird mm-hmm. like how how light he is but he was super strong and with paris it you know it's no biased opinion of course but with paris like i saw how he grew up from his sophomore year to his senior year of high school and how much weight he pulled on how how dedicated he was just you know, it's just to play and actually, like, you know, do the stuff that he wants to do. You know, he has, he had that mindset just from the jump, you know. And we always, like, me, Josh, and Wyatt, we always, and, you know, Michael Jordan, of course, always tell him, like, why are you up here so much? Like, <laughs> come on, like, go go back to high school. Just chill out. Go have a girlfriend. Get out of here. Literally. And he was like, nah, man, I'm trying to, like, learn the offense and stuff. I'm like, you're going to have time to learn the offense. <laughs> yeah, All right. they're going to teach you. They're going to definitely teach you, but also at the same time, I understand where he, he wanted like he wanted to play. He wanted to, to play up front. I think that stuff is always crazy with the kids now, like, showing – so many of them showing up in December. Like, I have to start now. I got to enroll early. I got, like, you got three, four, five years of this. They're not going to let you fall way behind. Maybe well, six. I, that, that's yeah. kind of the point I'm, I'm interested in making here off of that is Donovan Jackson, who was number one ranked player at his position at guard coming into the class of 2021, did not enroll early, did not have all that extra time. But as someone who's now penciled in sort of as a as an expected starter and as a true sophomore, yeah. why was he different than – what you guys had seen out of some of the other freshmen, because I, I've heard things about Donovan Jackson from coaches over down the street that I you don't hear very often. 
So that are just very high expectations. What has he done that is sort of put himself in that conversation? Definitely just bought in. You know, even though he came in like later than um, the cl- his classmates and twenty. I don't know. Yeah, there are fifteen guys in that class that came in early. So yeah, I, no, I, I, part of me thinks is because well, I know for sure it's the NIL deals, of course. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, just he just like wanted to be a kid for, for a little bit longer, just to have fun. You know, even though. He's still a kid in his own heart, of course, but he's just a he's just a guy that's just just sat there and just watched yeah. and just listened to everything. Just yeah. having fun, man. Just like uh you know, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none, right? <laughs> that's what Jada says, correct? <laughs> I, Will I was what? I assumed we'd Who? get back to Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith at some point. Jada so you have lined up. Jada's now speaking of sure. switching positions, you moved to car. <laughs> oh and God. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, we watched that on the outside looking in last year, and there were a lot of us on the, in the media going, "Man, I'm not sure." You mean we will Smith that? We will Smith it out. We'll be like, oh, oh, yeah. "Is this right? Is this what yeah. Thayer really wants?" And the conversation was, <laughs> "It was your decision that you told Coach Stud, and hey, let's let Dewan play. Let's see how this works. Let's get jiggy with it." As you look back on it now, do you feel like it was still the right thing for you? Yes. Yeah, like. Some parts during the season, I was like, man, like, when I, when I got my ankle rolled up on, I'm like, man, is this even really for me? <laughs> like, I really just got it's rolled really up for on me. <laughs> simple yeah. play. I should be on the outside. Yeah, literally. And <laughs> both at the same time, I was, I just looked at it. I was like, you know what? It's just another time. It's another adversity thing I got to go through. You know, I, I ain't really care. I did for my teammates. You know, I always told my team, like, I always, I would die for y'all. I always told them I would die for y'all. I would do anything for y'all. If I really need anything, I would do it for y'all. But as long as it's like not outrageously like <laughs> stupid, and I'm like, all right, like we got some problems here. But I told him like, what was the line? What wouldn't you have done for them? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> oh boy, kill a kill a cat. <laughs> kill a cat. Talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Did that come up a lot in conversations at the combine about how you played multiple positions? Oh and, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, it was like you didn't do you didn't do so well like you did in 2020. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I, don't, feel like I played. Do, I was doing what? Yeah, I was do starting. Like I was doing what I do well. Hmm? Do you feel like you didn't do well? Because I mean, oh I, yeah, like I didn't feel like I was doing well because I was getting used to the position still at, at the time. But when the season came around, I started like figuring out how to actually like go vertical on a deuce block or go vertical on a combo block. Of course, it was just it was all new to me, so I really didn't have that many chances. As, chances to actually like. You know, put that on film. I just, we talked about this a lot last season, and you don't have to weigh in if you don't want to, but it just, the having four tackles on the field just felt like it wasn't natural. I mean, Paris, we know where his best role is, and we'd seen what you did the year before at tackle mm-hmm. and previous in your career. And I guess I'm just hoping that for Ohio State's sake, and it's not a, a an indictment on Stud or anything like that, but they wanted you all to be on the field, and it just didn't seem to gel the way maybe they envisioned or they hoped that it could. And now moving forward, if you're just talking about, well, Donovan Jackson being a true guard and and Luke obviously being in the middle and then Matt Jones finally getting a chance there at guard, like Mm -hmm. maybe there is something to the fact that tackles are tackles and guards are guards. That's not not always the case, but I think at least through five practices, it seems like that's going to maybe work for Ohio State in a better way. Yeah, I think it was just because like we all – like the office line room basically said, like I would do anything for our team because you know we we the parent of the whole team, of course. Basically, yeah. like we don't really talk that much. Like you know, we got some of us like Dewan, 
pairs. Like they love to talk. <laughs> uh, with me and Nick, we barely even talk because it's like, all right, we still gotta keep our composure. Like we can't just go out there. It's like, oh, like, like you suck. Like, we, like we do that sometimes, <laughs> but also the same time, it's like, all right, keep my composure before I get beat and get too big of a hit. Um, and we all told each other like we do this for a team. In essence, you guys ended up starting four first-time starters a year ago on the offensive line because you moved to guard. You never played there. Paris moved to guard. He never played there. Dewan ended up starting for the first time. Luke had to come in and start for Harry. Mm-hmm. And like it's and Nick switched sides. And Nick switched sides. So like, are you, I mean, it's a whole new offensive line, despite the fact there's a lot of veterans on it. Yeah. As you look at this group now, it's a little bit more veteran because you have guys that have played minutes. One hundred percent. But. You know, when you're watching them in person last week and getting to see these guys, do you feel like they are understanding that they have to kind of they mature so much? Yeah, especially with Paris and Dewan and Luke. You know, when me and Nick was like talking about it before, like it was like a conversation before they even came to the picture, like who is going to be the starting five? You know, um, with Luke, Paris, and Dewan, we was more worried about how they going to handle adversity when it actually hits them. You know. And, you know, for the most part, for our first year, they actually handled it pretty well. You know, and me and Nick was, like, really really, really surprised about that. And, you know, most, you know, guys that's, you know, young don't know how to handle adversity, you know. Sometimes they just shut down just say, like, all right, met, like, forget it. I'm just doing my own thing. But they ask questions with me, especially Luke, Paris, and Dewan. It's like, all right, how, do, how, how did you, like, overcome that? You know, they had a couple bad plays. They ain't got – you know, put on national television, of course. But also at the same time, they just asked us, like, all right, help me to understand how to actually, like, go through it. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes, and most times I'm not perfect. You know, I had to, like, like today, I know it's off topic, of course, but I asked. That's the theme of the show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we do here. Yeah, but <laughs> I asked um, John Simon of Hike, what's the what's the difference of, like, working out twice a day? Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I was like, because I, I just sat there and thought about it. I'm like, I'm going to the professional level now. And I'm just asking questions like, how can I get better? Like, how can I, like, take care of my body, like, the way it should? And that's how do you end up not us. looking what, like John when uh, you're what older? What did Johnny, Johnny say? Only two? I'm talking about four times. John is, John's body is absolutely destroyed. It, his, he is a prime example of what the NFL does to you. I mean, he was he, trying to do that to himself in college when he was course, working out three days a week, but three it, times a day. All the injuries have like slowly taken their toll and like just stripped him of of anything strong in his life. So where he's now, he's just a football player. Yeah, that's what you have to look forward to. It's pretty terrible. But you don't have to look forward to that. Here's what you do have to look forward to. Every every week we play a little game on the show, like give us a thought about who you're expected to or excited to watch. And as a guy who played with this team and was on this roster three months ago. Mm. Who's the offensive player that your that Ohio State fans should be paying close attention to this year, and the defensive player that Ohio State fans should be Only expecting one? things for? I mean, Al, you well, and Schlegel will go down the whole, the whole other part roster is, is a running joke. So you can do whatever you want. Schlegs yeah. and Bob like to take fifteen who, different who guys. Don't throw me in. Who are we not talking about enough that people need to be excited about that you got to witness what they're capable of day in and day out? All right, offensive line got one person. It's definitely uh, Donovan. Of course, that's the obvious one. Skill position wise is a Mecca and uh JB. And huh, another vote oh, for wow. Jaden Ballard. Oh wow, people just talking about Maslin again all the time. Huh? Hey. <laughs> I talked about him a couple weeks ago. <laughs> but definitely a Mecca and JB. I already know what Marvin gonna do. Everybody saw what Marvin can do. 
he's going to be true. It was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty good. It wasn't bad. You know, uh, defensively, defensively, definitely Zach. I personally think he's going to have like a breakout season. You know, even though like they taken, they definitely took it to heart when everybody was, you know, downplaying them of how many pressures they did not have. Of course, I'm like, they young man, like. They're not going to get there like how everybody else was. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't like a whole another Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Chase Young. It wasn't that. But they knew it and they played their part. And they making sure like, all right, I'm going to I'm shove all the critics. Of course, just shut them up real good so they will stop talking about us. I thought it was interesting the way Zach answered some of those questions last week. He, he came out on Thursday and was like, everyone has spent three years sort of asking and comparing him to the Bosa's and Chase Young, and, and we've done that here. And he's never wanted to do that. He's never been interested in it. He's always tried to be the best, best Zach Harrison, and that's fine. Everyone should say that and try and be that way. But he's also aware that based on the five-star rankings, based on being top top five, top ten player in the country, that he wanted to, and he should have given more at this point. And he said, I've got more to give. And that's why he's back. Perfect. Though, yeah. That's Take a much it. better answer than getting defensive about him. You're like, mm-hmm. I don't care about being Chase Young or Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa. Like, he's his own person, though. Yeah. But he's why should he aim for, for Chase Young and Joey Bosa and Nick Bosa? Because they were drafted in the top I think it's because the standard is the standard. Standard is the standard, number one. Like if you're that's how that's that's what you're supposed to be. Those are aspirational uh goals for a lot of guys, but I mean they need to have that level of production. And the reality is too, I mean, watching those guys JTT and Jack Sawyer, like those, those they have both played really well. I don't know if you saw them on Saturday. Like the stand up deal, like uh, Jack fits really well with what they're doing. He looks really natural at it. Um, so I'm excited to kind of watch those two young guys continue to push. And that's when you get really good is when you have a lot of guys out there who are you know very talented players. You're fighting for reps. And you know, hey, we're going to rotate guys through. I mean, I need to make sure that I'm making the most of this because they may start chewing in my time if I don't start ma- playing well. And that's what they've had here for a long time. And it's really driven the defensive line. Mm-hmm. And you've had and going back to you know Taekwon and Sam Hubbard and guys like that and getting pushed by everybody else. And so hopefully those things will begin to happen again. So you got yeah. to see all of the scrimmage, Bob? As much as I was there for. I mean, I, I, I crammed it in between uh, my daughter's soccer game. I left after the first half for hers Jeez. and then missed like the – first half of my son's soccer game so i was able to yam it in there uh for about an hour and 15 minutes to see as much as i possibly could and then you know duck out right away but then i did go back afterwards after the game kind of hang out talk to some more people and and see how everything was going and get a little lift in that's just as well i i'm just impressed that you always get to be on the guest list yeah must be nice they've got us a strong bouncer presence out there. So you have well, I mean, I'm trying to add value. Yeah. You know, can you can you can you help out a little bit? So helping, and I was really impressed watching, you know, Steele and Tommy. Those guys have done a great job. Um, both of them, I think, are going to have really good years. You know, hopefully, uh, Cody gets his shoulder, you know, healed up, and they're just like upper body injury. Yeah, upper body. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you wear your shoulder harness, you know, I mean, it makes people think that the shoulder like might be the upper part, yeah. <laughs> upper, upper chesticle area. Yeah, and so watching those guys and just like Thayer was talking about, when you're young, I mean, it's it's different. They've all got a season under their belts now, and just watching, especially you know, Tommy, the, how decisive he is. Like, see, go. Whereas, like, see, uh, wander around. Like now, you can see just how much more deliberate. And then steel as well because he. 
finally getting you know full off season of linebacker and understanding <laughs> what he's supposed over to do. Beginning of last year. Yeah, it was fun and fun to watch uh, Cade flip back to tight end. He was over there at tight ends first practice on Saturday and you know, looking good. Oh boy, yeah, Bob breaking some news out here. Well, I mean, there was a bunch of people there. <laughs> I wasn't like the only person. There's a bazillion recruits and everything they, else. They, I, like Cade has been bounced around enough. Like they need to pick somewhere and let him go. Gosh, there's a great line that I can... All I got to say is... <laughs> all I got to say is... Just like Kate Jada. is a different person. You need a different person? He's a different person. <laughs> Where do you want, think he should be? He just wants to hit people. He, That's all, really all I care yeah, about. Is that really yeah. all I care about? Really. He, he'll be a... The linebacker sounds He'll good. be a fine... If, they, if he has to play tight end in a pinch and contribute because other guys aren't ready... I don't know if they have that guy who is... I mean, it's nice to have a tight end who is big and physical and can help capture the end of the line of scrimmage. Two, mm-hmm. two years ago... They put Kate on special teams, and he told me after the game. It was the first time he'd been out there in special teams. He goes, I'm so glad I got to hit people today. Like, all he cares about is hitting people. Like, yeah. whether he's doing that as a running back or a linebacker or a safety or a tight end, he just wants to hit people, and he has a really fun time doing it. Hitting dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch is not a bad person to be, you know, on tight end either. Well, Mitch, I mean, obviously provides a different thing that the offense doesn't have, that sort of fullback slash tight end role. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. You know, I think – I mean, if we're going to talk about football, the the difference for this offense this year is who steps up. If yeah, <laughs> that is a, that's that's a, a legitimate. I thought this was a football show. In, in the, the, Tim, that was Tim May for a second. In the absence of Jeremy Ruckert, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, G's there and, and Joe Royer stepping up, and then you got the the young guys and, and Sam Hard, and 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 you wonder how Bennett Christian can Great contribute. Name. But yeah, the, football name. The difference here for C.J. Stroud to continue to to ascend. Is that he has to have a tight end he can count on and rely on, and no loose ends, I only think, tight ends. Right. I mean, exactly. Jada, can you say anything about uh, Jada? <laughs> just get, Jada. Kiss. He's gonna work through it. Jada kiss. He's gonna work uh, through it. He's gonna find it. Jada. Just start with Jada and then work from there. The punchline will Jada, come to you. Jada. The the, the the offense is <laughs> about the tight end position, right? So who's there? I mean, you you got to see G last year becoming a tight end. What did you think of him making that switch uh, as you guys were both changing positions? You know, with G, with G coming from like as a wide receiver, you know, one of them, one of the top wide receivers in his class, of course. Um, he was basically saying, like, all right, I need to get on the film, so feel it somehow because I'm he's sick and tired of being on the bench, he's sick and tired of being on the sidelines, of course. And he was going through a lot, you know, you know, last year, um, personal stuff for him, um. And he he's been working at it like mentally just to get get his mind right, just to actually play football, you know, because he's the type of person that who actually gets his mind in to football. He, he's a different person, you know. It's not, and I love him for that. And you know, I love everybody on that team. You know, even though I don't know the young guys, younger guys, of course, but they they want to work at it. They want to be better at it. They want to win a national championship, of course. Uh, this is the last thing I'm going to say, and then I'll, I'll stop talking for the whole show. This ought to be good. It seems pretty unlikely. I feel like I'm talking a lot today, but I don't care because I like talking about this stuff. And mm. If there's something that you want like the people out there, the fans, to know about what you guys go through as football players at Ohio State that they need to understand to maybe I, – I, maybe I'm thinking about it because of all the Harry Miller stuff in the last few weeks, but like – is is there something? I mean, Jay Z, you can certainly talk about this too. You went through a lot of oh, crap. See, he's ready. This was before social media. So oh, I mean, thank God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, know if I'd be here right now. <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> feel like sometimes that there's a a disconnect between what fans. He's ready, Burn. Let him go. Feel and say and what they should. So basically, like with the my boy, my boy Harry, of course, 
we go through so much mental stuff. It's it's ridiculous. Like everybody thinks like, oh, y'all football players, y'all y'all strong. I'm like, yo, y'all y'all really don't know like what people go through. Like yeah, like I know it's different back then. You know, everybody was like, all right, I gotta be a man. I gotta be mentally strong and mentally tough about this. I can't really show no emotions. Now it's a different age. Now like like I know for sure like. I had a hard time actually going through it mentally, um, just with football, school, family stuff. Like we add all that together, and you just shut down mentally. It's just it's hard. It's hard to actually come by. Like hard to actually like sit there, look at a person. Like all right, like even though I'm, I have all this stuff behind me, like yipping at me right now. Like parents, um, acquaintances, like just coming at me, just saying like, how come you not playing? How come you not doing this? How come you not doing that? How come why I'm on this play? Like how come how, like why like what like all this shit? You're fine. Excuse me. Like you're fine. Oh yeah, you're good. Like all that stuff is just like annoying. Like annoying that <clears throat> some people think they know football. And I'm gonna. It's just it's and they think they know it, everything you go through. Yes, yeah, like, it's like a student athlete, why? and because like, you get your school paid for, you're just supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, superhuman about everything yeah, else got, that's going on in your yeah, life. We got right? freaking Twitter, and everybody just sits there on their yeah. phone, like just well, tweeting about us. Of course, <laughs> that, like that's where a lot of the stuff with Harry really started was the social media stuff. Oh. So this was, I mean, the day or two days before the Michigan State game in 2020, when he was put uh, had to play center on a moment's notice, and that's when people lost the plot. Right? I mean, lost they, it. they went at him in a way that should never have happened. And as you guys, as teammates watching that, I mean, you're getting it. He's getting it. How do you respond to that, like, internally? Because obviously you want to lash out and go on social media and say, everyone shut the up. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that because. You can't, you can't because, like, everybody's trying to put you in your place. Like, we have the stereotype, like, oh, football players are not smart. Like, like we are smart. You got Harry over here just talking about how he feels personally. And, you know, like, everybody's, like, saying, like, oh, like, I'm, I'm so sorry for everything. I'm like. Y'all should have thought about that before. Like, right. look, like before he even said that, like, I, I get so emotional about this because it's like, why would you even, like, it should not even mm. come to this part, like, for people to actually, like, go through all this stuff and just, you know, if if player if players actually said what they want to say, fans would not be a part of football at all. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Smacking I, a lot of people. I swear, like, people would not like us at all. Mm. They was just like, all right, you're just a football player. Like, all right, like, you can just move on then. <clears throat> on to a better topic. <laughs> and I think I, I, I know where I would you like just didn't to want You this. just didn't want to end it on that note. No. <laughs> you mean a happier topic? A happier, a happier topic. topic. Yes. Because yeah. that's pleasant. a real topic. And more it's pleasant. Everywhere. Better, meaning better, meaning more uplifting. Yes. Yeah. Craziest <laughs> dude you played with at Ohio State. <laughs> oh. So, Bob, Bob oh. has a thing that a team needs wild cards is what we've yes. decided to call Someone who will shank someone. Ooh, that's what he Kate. wants. Kate. All right, Cade, definitely Cade. Okay, all right, got one. I didn't know if he would be going there. I like that. Well, he's not afraid to to grind up some meat. <laughs> he isn't. No, he's a wild dude. Where would you put Damon Arnett on that scale? The man they call Rico. Uh, Rico? For uh, I would definitely put him up there for sure. But he mean he definitely means well though. Oh, he's the nicest dude in the world. I <laughs> oh. I, I tell him this. He's the only guy I know who had let watch my kids, but also I think would. Stab somebody if I ask him to. Oh yeah, <laughs> he checks both boxes. Don't, Very few well, people. Well, don't do mix that. up the instructions box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess at some point you have to ask yourself: <clears throat> Should I be asking someone to stab someone on my account? I never know. There's always that. You never know. What never if Will know. Smith decided he needed some help handling Chris Rock? Hundred percent. Damon's your guy. Gi Jane's right there. You have no idea the stuff you get into in this world that you may need that wow. guy. 
I'm gonna move. Is. You're yeah. about to get attacked. He's com- he just heard. Yeah. He just heard. Mm. He's coming in here now to the Letterman Lounge. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on that one. It's dangerous. <laughs> I'm gonna need a, an offensive lineman to protect me from from making jokes. Poor Jada did nothing. She seems like a nice nice person. That's all I'm saying. She's very friendly. Has a lot of friends. Uh, anyway, this has been a special edition of Letterman Live. We cannot thank Darren Munford enough yes. for making some time to appear back in here and eat a little chicken. He's going to take probably a 50-piece to go. Oh, no, he's still got to get ready for the draft. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, he's still got for drafting for any team that wants me. He can't do that. Do you have any <laughs> visits scheduled yet? I have like two visits scheduled. You don't want to tell us where they are? I got it one. He wanted to go to Vegas. He's, he's taking that one. All right. You just keep that to yourself. <laughs> That's private. That's for him and his agent to handle. You can't pry into his business, bro. You need an agent. I got, I got me one for yeah, sure. I, go. I'm his agent. That's why I brought him in here <laughs> this week for Letterman Live. He is the second ever Blocko. Who's going to be the third? You have to answer that. That's hard because it's a lot. It's a lot of guys. I got you. Got Cam Bab. I think you should get to pick. <laughs> I agree that him and Goop yeah, should get a vote. Yeah, you got Cam Bab, Zach Harrison, and uh, Taraja Mitchell. There's there's a couple more. I can't really think of off the top of my head mm-hmm. right now, but there's a couple more players that actually deserves it. Well, did nobody. Bab come in with you? No, he was a uh, great. He got younger. there ten years before there. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> That's Berm's favorite joke: is that he's a senior with four years of eligibility left. He's a, he's a master's student, or, you know, literally in grad school with four years of eligibility. Uh, but we sincerely appreciate uh, the second block O for joining us there, Munford. We wish yes. him all the luck as he continues through that process ahead of the draft next month. Maybe we'll have Roosters cater his draft party. I don't know. Hey, there we go. <laughs> they have chips when you cater, right, Jake? <laughs> That's what I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> That's Justin Zwick, Bobby Carpenter, Berm. I'm Austin Ward. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week for Letterman Live at Roosters. It's a fun casual joint. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.